plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hello, everybody. How are you? It is Thursday, June 29th, just after 1 o'clock on the West Coast. Been doing this show late, lately. I think it's because of the heat. I do my exercise. I try to do my exercise before the heat kills me. And then my new job, my new old job at FanRack Sports, kind of different style than the other job so I'm doing some stuff earlier so that's why it's a late show try to do it early but I don't think it affects your life too much because you can listen to it on demand on iTunes tell your family tell your friends sign up to it speaking of fan rag I did a story just now on Raiders first round pick Jerron Conley talked to his Cleveland Attorney Kevin Spellacy asking for an update, and he says they haven't heard anything, um, and nothing has happened. That was his quote. So, you know, the the significance of this is that he thought it was going to be a six to eight week time frame on the investigation, and that was on May first. It's June 29th. It's eight weeks, three days, fifty nine days past the timeline. He wouldn't speculate on what that means, whether it's good or bad for his client and this rape allegations. So we wait, you know, and I mean, got, they're going to have to make a decision at some point. And, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully sooner than later, um, as Pro Football Talk just reported a couple days ago, there's 10 uh, free uh, draft draft picks out there around across the league that haven't been signed. Conley's one of them. Very likely that the Raiders are waiting for this thing to be figured out. Uh, Obi is the only second-round pick, and Vanderdose is one of the two third-round picks. So the Raiders are on a slower pace than the rest of the league. Shouldn't be worried. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. No, I'm not worried about it. Worry about it if they're not there on the 28th or the 24th when rookies report. But that is three and a half weeks. I don't think it's an issue. So thanks for listening to Locked On Raiders with Bill Williamson. Fast part of the fastest growing podcast network on the internet. Been doing this podcast almost eleven months now, and been doing covering the Raiders for nine years. Send me your Twitter questions at B Williamson NFL. Today's Twitter question is from Jonathan Crane. He wants to know, what can the Raiders do to ensure that Connor Cook 
is ready to perform well if Derek Carr gets hurt. Uh, Jonathan, I don't know, hope and pray. I I, I don't know if you can do anything to ensure that a guy's going to be ready. You just coach him up and make sure he studies and and, and everybody does their job. Player does his job. Coaches do their job and and hope for the best. I don't think there's anything else you can do, and and that's really for any player in the NFL. So it's just coach the kid up, and and that's what this is all about, and that's what they've been doing, and he's going to go to camp, and he probably has the edge over E.J. Manuel, and, you know, he's been up and down. They're going to rotate, and he's going to get a lot of time in preseason, and they're going to hope he gets ready, but that's really all you can do is hope. So thanks, Jonathan, for the question. Send me your Twitter questions at B. Williamson NFL. So uh, yesterday I did a story on Zach Orr and said I think he'd be a great fit for the Raiders. Here's why. Certainly there's some obstacles. Um, you can read it on FanRex Sports. You can find it on my Twitter timeline, B. Williamson NFL. I stand by that. I'm not reporting that they're interested, but I stand by that I think that they should look into them. Um Michael Gelkin in the Las Vegas Review Journal reported that about half of the league teams in the league have reached out to his agent. The Raiders hadn't yet. This was yesterday afternoon. He's in Detroit today. Hell, maybe he signs with Detroit. I don't know. But if Zach Orr is available, Vic Tafer of the San Francisco Chronicle reported or opinion opined, I guess, that he thinks the Raiders are going to just see what happens with their youngsters. That's fine, and and there's certainly no shot on Vic at all. But I mean, I'm at the Raiders approach. If you have a chance to, if a guy like Zach Orr becomes available and he's healthy and he's affordable and you can get him, I think you try. So that that's kind of where I stand on that. Khalil Mack is the finalist for the SB's uh, Player of the Year award, Football Player of the Year, I guess. He was Defensive Player of the Year. That makes sense, and he's a finalist. SBs will be mid next month. Always a gas, right? The SBs, hey. Uh, ESPN, speaking of them, they did a panel of insiders. I know a lot of those guys. I count some of them as friends, and, you know, like them all, actually. And um, they did the best pass rusher in the league today. And Khalil Mack was mentioned, but he was never the. I don't think. I do not think anybody said he's the best. It's either Watt or Miller. I agree. That's no shot on Khalil. There's great pass rushers out there. The other two guys are in the Hall of Fame track, and they've accomplished more. They're older, so that's it's no that's no knock on Mack. In two years, I expect the answer to be Mack, probably of course across the board. Although that Bosa in L.A. that L.A. Charger, uh, Joey Bosa. Like I've said before, here's my diagnosis on that dude. He's a mofo. He is a bad man. AFC West is stacked with great pass rushers. So, let's get on to our rankings. We're, you know, supposed to be 35 to 30. I discovered yesterday at the end of the show that I made a boo-boo. And I basically put one guy twice. I'm sorry. I'll give you a full refund. Oh, yeah, you don't pay for anything. That's right. Oh, bummer. Um, so basically, the 
end of the the end game is I'm doing 64 instead of 65. But frankly, I I don't know who would have been 65. I, the last guy I did, Ian Silverman, the guard. There's really nobody else I wanted to put on there, so it, it's not a big deal. It's just a little. It's get, so basically, we're just gonna do four today, 34 to 30, and then we'll be right back on track. Unless I screwed something else up and I discover later. But again, no big deal. Uh, number th- <coughs> number 34, Videl Alexander. Guard, play a little tackle, seventh-round pick last year. A lot of people thought that he was a steal. He played some because of injury. I think Mike Tice, the offensive line coach, really likes this guy. I think he has a lot of ability. Uh, he has a chance to go up, I think. Uh, I like this player. 34, pretty good spot for him. 33 is a guy that may not make the team. But he's valuable as a special teamer. I think Taiwan Jones, been there a long time. I think Al Davis drafted him. Um, not, you know, he's, he's a running back. They made him a corner. They put him back to running back. He really doesn't play much offense. Bill Musgrave used him a little bit. Bill Musgrave talked him up. They didn't really use him much. This guy's mostly a special teamer, and he's outstanding. He's a good locker room guy. He's been a good Raider, but it might be a numbers game. Still, because of all the special teams players they lost in free agency, I think it will be very hard to lose Taiwan. So unless some other guys, youngsters, really come up, (coughs) I think Taiwan should make the team at 33. So, yeah, wait, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's 33. Uh, number 32. I got screwed up because of this, Jane. Number 32 is Mr. Jelly Ellis. It's a little disappointing at him. He's, you know, he lost some playing time in this offseason to Hester, the seventh-round pick. Jelly Ester was a fourth-round pick in 2014. He played good as a rookie. He's kind of slipped a little bit. I mean, he's okay. I mean, not great. He should be higher, but there he is. 32 is a guy named... No, 31. 31. Sorry about this. I'm just, That thing screwed me up. So 34 is Vidal Alexander. 33, Taiwan Jones. 32, Jelly Ellis, 31, Austin Howard. A guy who really, not not worth the money they gave him. They gave him big money a few years ago, 2014. But he's fought and he's moving guard to tackle and he's versatile. And when guys get hurt, he, he, he wins the job and he plays. And he's a tough, hard-nosed guy and he, de- and he deserves a lot of credit. Again, at the end of the day, when his contract is up, yeah, he probably got paid more than he should have, but he contributed, and he's going to help the Raiders this year, and he, he might be the, the right tackle again, and if somebody gets hurt, he'll slide in, and he's a good guy to have, and, and he's number 31, and I think that's a good spot for him. And He's a good locker room guy, very terrific guy, good in the community, and he's been a good Raider. Not a great free agent signing, but they've gotten value out of him. So there's my four. Sorry for the confusion a little bit. Uh, we're going to hit Monday with the top 30. And interesting group of the next five. Interesting group. All right, guys. Thanks.
We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. This is Bill Williamson. This is Locked on Raiders. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.